What's up, Blessed Nation? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. As always, if there's anything that you do like from this show today, anything you hear that sticks with you, uh, go ahead and take a screenshot, post that on LinkedIn, post it on Instagram, mention me at Blessed for Success PC so I can share that with the rest of the world and with the rest of the Blessed Nation. My next guest is a rebel turned criminal turned spiritual mentor who helps driven individuals unlock greater levels of passion, performance, and purpose in their lives. Once upon a time, he was living the most successful life from the outside looking in, but inside he had crippling anxiety, chronic pain, and eventually had to sell his house as well as his companies. Now he lives his dream life working with CEOs and executives to bring the best out of them and help them use their spirituality to become their best selves. It was really a great conversation with a ton of reflection involved. He was highly mindful and tuned in during our conversation, and it was a pleasure to have this chat with him. Introducing Jeremy Hoffman. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. Jeremy Hoffman, thanks for coming on the Blessed for Success podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, man. Very grateful to be talking to you and making this connection and sharing my message. I love that you just started with gratitude right from the very beginning because that's actually the first question that I ask all my guests, which is, you know, at this, at this point in time, um, what do you feel more blessed? What do you feel most blessed for? I would say right now in this moment, I am so blessed for the people that I'm continually, my continually finding myself surrounded by and, you know, really dropping into that state of gratitude with the people that are around me and starting to learn and realize like, how, how much of a community there is of people like around the world that are wanting to share that, uh, that gratitude with you and that presence with you and really just show up in ways to help support you and how you can support each other. So that's been what's coming through for me this past little bit. Amazing. I love that. And now, you know, now you're at a position where you're consulting high level entrepreneurs, you're coaching them. CEOs. Um, You've been out in LA for the past bit, um, even, you know, spending time with Gerard Adams, Ryan Blair, and and a host of other people. So how's that been going? What's that experience been like for you? It's been really cool, man. I, uh, yeah, so I've been working with really helping create the energetic container uh, that produces an upgraded mindset and perspective on whatever your pain problem is in your life so that you know, you don't need to go outside of yourself to find the healing or the answers. You just need to go deeper with inside of yourself and, and have that perspective be open to you. Um, so yeah, I flew into LA a week ago. I've been working with Ryan, um, but mostly with Gerard Adams and Brian Donovan in the, the movement called Leaders Create Leaders. And I came in and they're really helping extract my authentic message and a really beautiful way on how to package that to the world how to really create that movement behind a personal brand and a personal vision and i was supposed to fly back home to vancouver and an hour before i was supposed to get in the uber to go to the airport i just knew that i was supposed to stay here i knew i was supposed to just keep making connections and meeting people and i've been here 
an extra five days and I still don't have a flight home mm. because I am continuing to just go to these different events to, I've been meeting people in the grocery stores, um, just networking with people and just sharing like who I am with the people that I'm meeting. And, you know, this morning I woke up in, in the beautiful Hills of Eagle Rock, California, just outside LA in a beautiful house. And, uh, Yesterday, I woke up in a beautiful friend, new friend's home in West Hollywood. And the time, the night before that, I was in Marina Del Rey, which is right on the beach. Like, <laughs> things are working. Sounds so, something right out of a dream, to be honest. It, it feels like it's out of a dream, man. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm so humbled and grateful um, to be doing this. And the beauty that came for me was, um, you know, the amount of reflection that I've been able to have in this week, looking back on like the struggles that I've had for like the past years of my life that have led up to these moments of joy and bliss. Like, you know, some people, if they tune into the Instagram, they're like, Oh yeah, this guy's just living his dreams. Like in California doing all this thing. I'm like, man, like since I can remember, mm -hmm. I've been like, you know, going through different obstacles and like, trying to find a way or finding a way to break through them or to overcome it. And this is the first part. And with great humbleness, I, I feel that I'm able to really start to receive a little bit uh, back into my life. And it's been feeling really good. Mm -hmm. And where, where can we, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a lot, you know, we've talked about some of that off record, but um, let's get into those things, which is mm -hmm. where did those struggles start for you? Yeah, so those struggles started for me like as a kid. I I was born into a, a beautiful Christian family, beautiful Christian house. So with that, it came a lot of moral and a lot of like, you know, good, right and wrong. So I had like that a little bit of that moral compass. Like, you know, I knew it was wrong to steal and I knew it was wrong to be violent, we could say. Um, but with that, like it was very controlled and very small um, mind thinking for me personally because I wasn't allowed to go to school. I was homeschooled. Um, I wasn't allowed to listen to most music. I wasn't allowed to listen to most or watch most movies. I had bedtime at like 7, 7.30, even in the summers when my friends were still playing outside just to like follow that kind of restriction and all those sorts of things. So um, it's been, it was a journey to go from that, knowing that that was never what I wanted to do, that it never felt home to me. And I went into being more of an atheist and leading that down that path of complete disconnection from soul um, brought me into a, a different kind of life. Like I, I got involved with um, some things that I shouldn't have been involved with. And there was some addiction that was involved as well. Um, I became a workaholic. I became so fixated on the materialistic world of societal success with money and cars and vacations and um you know vacations are incredibly beautiful but if you're going in with the mindset of truly surrendering and relaxing it's beautiful but i was just going to say that i went places but i was still stressed out while i was there and what really started to become my present pain was one not being able to communicate what i needed and what i wanted and two having crippling anxiety because i wasn't able to speak my truth and i I just could not see a world that did not have anxiety, stress, uh, dominantly present in every, every moment of my day. And so it brought me to a lot of dark places. I, I started to develop arthritis in my wrists and my knees and my hands. 
Um, I had walking pneumonia for two years because my immune system was so low from the amount of stress I was putting on myself. And this was from overworking and from substance and from pharmaceuticals and from processed food. And like, I looked healthy on the outside and I, I had like, I had the nice things. I, I bought my first place when I was 18 years old and sold that and then bought another place and renoed it. Uh, you know, everything was good except my internal health was just so, was so poor. Yeah. And it sucked, man. Like I didn't know there was a world outside of that stress or that anxiety. I didn't know there was a world that people enjoyed taking a breath in and enjoyed waking up in the morning. I, I really didn't understand that for a lot of the years of my life. And working through that for me looked like really starting to allow my time, like myself, the time and space to like process and to let out, you know, all of the things that I've been holding inside. So for me, it was a combination of doing breath work and getting back into a workout routine. And it doesn't necessarily mean the gym, but moving my body again and starting to journal some of my thoughts. Um, you know, one of the things is even if you don't know what to write, if you start writing something on a piece of paper saying, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to write, or I'm figuring out what I should write and I'm figuring out what I should write and you know, what is coming to me, it's incredible what starts to happen. You yeah. actually start to get things down <clears throat> on paper and how I like to view that is we're living in a three-dimensional reality and sometimes our thoughts or our thoughts are coming from a place you know, that isn't three-dimensional. And so when we write them down, we are actually bringing them into existence and we can choose on what we want to do with that. Maybe we can let that go, but we are solidifying here on earth instead of leaving it up in the cosmos for thought. Mm -hmm. Then that's, that's when I, when I remember when you were first telling me kind of some piece, piece, bits, bits and pieces of that story. Wow. Sorry, slurring words here. But um, <laughs> when you were first telling me bits and pieces of that story, I just remember being like, you know, wow, that's a lot to go through. Um, and there's one thing that you kept mentioning that you mentioned again, which is, you know, you didn't have the opportunity or you didn't feel like you had the chance to tell your truth. And, you know, even yeah. when you were at, you know, with Gerard Adams this past week, you talked about what your authentic message is. So, you know, what are those things? Are they one and the same, you know, your truth and, and your authentic message that you're trying to put out into the world? What is that really? Yeah. So, for me, my authentic message is being able to share the knowledge, the perspective, the mindset that all of us truly have the potential to slow down, to reconnect within, and to evaluate our lives in a way that serves us, in a way that we are able to fully show up for ourselves that we can redefine our definition of what fulfillment and success actually looks like because our definitions of success and fulfillment should be quite different and they can be quite different. But I feel like we've been put into this box of thinking that success and fulfillment looks like having a certain car, having a certain house, working a certain job. Whereas, you know, man, for, for some people being rich is being able to wake up when they want to wake up and, paint a picture that they want to paint. And, you know, maybe that picture becomes a $2 million piece of art. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they just enjoy doing that and they have a part-time job and that's what they want to do. That's their definition of fulfillment and success. And um, working with people to realize that each and every one of us can have our own definition of what that means to us and stop having the expectation of happiness or success or fulfillment needs to be 
something that is coming from an external source of information. It can be a very internal uh, feeling that we create, which we, we send out into the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's an extremely powerful message. You know, something like that is, is, is a message that a lot of people can, can learn from and, and seek to kind of connect with what's within, as you mentioned. And so um, I want to get into that more, but I want to take it back a little one step back to where you had you were talking about you know um you would kind of kind of become a bit of a rebel and you were getting involved in things that maybe you shouldn't have been a part of um Mm -hmm. can you talk about that a bit more and just expand on what some of those things were and and really the path that that it took you down yeah man um i'd love to dive into this and just be really real and just show up i can feel that in my heart and Mm -hmm. uh I think for me, it was, I was so fixated on making money. Um, And I can track this back into childhood stuff um, and generational stuff of, you know, maybe not having money and having to, you know, both sides of my family were were immigrants to Canada as well, too, from from Europe that came over on a boat, you know, a couple hundred dollars in their pockets and started a business and started to work. And like, I am so grateful to have that inside of me. But I really let that consume me. And so, like I mentioned, when I was 18 years old, I had, I had some money saved and I'd been working hard. I was able to buy a condo. Um, but there was times where like, you know, 18 years old, 19, when I moved in there, I was paying a mortgage on this place. Yeah. It'd be Friday night and I'd have $400 in my bank account. My mortgage is coming out on Monday. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? And you know, I had the opportunity to start to to sell drugs in, in a way and and did it in the way that felt the most like authentic to me. Um, I tried my best to remain like as integral as I could. And it, it was just this crazy vortex that I got pulled into. I wasn't associated with anything. Um, I was still like a really, really good guy, but I was addicted to, to making money. I was addicted. Like it didn't matter if I was harming someone's life. It didn't matter like any of that kind of stuff. Like I was just really focused on myself and I I couldn't get the blinders outside of that. And that led me down doing things for money um, that, you know, I've had to like work through these past couple of years and really like, you know, give back to the community, give back of my time, give back, of my presence to, to, in my own mind, like make up with that. And I am so grateful because everything that I had done and everything that has happened has still led me to the place where I am in my life right now. Um, and the Ryan Blair and Gerard Adams are actually two beautiful examples. They have a very similar story mm-hmm. of going through this, you know? Um, and I think it's just like, it comes down to our willingness to hustle and our willingness to really go, but that just being so misguided, misdirected, like I have so much power and passion behind like creating this vision. But in those early, you know, early teens in those times where that, that guidance hadn't come through and I didn't know how to take responsibility for myself and my actions. Um, it was just misguided into a lot of different ways, but you know, I, I'm still very grateful to this day and forever will be for the lessons that I learned. Uh, through those times yeah i'm that's there's a lot to be learned from those experiences it seems and um you've now kind of created a system for yourself to battle you know some of the struggles or battle 
when you have a, a change in your state of emotion when you're upset, you know, some of which you mentioned with was breath work, journaling. When you're in a state of being upset, being angry, feeling, you know, some sort of negative emotion, what's the process that you go through or what are some, um, you know, techniques that you use, if you could get into detail about that, of, you know, tackling those negative emotions? Beautiful. So one of the things I've been implementing too is I don't think that there's negative and positive things happening to us. I think things are happening to us. Um, and I think that we can attach to things that are positive, And I think we can also attach to things that are negative. Um, and so what I really work on is detaching the expectations from whether something is negative or positive, because as something negative comes into your field, the amount of growth that you have or the amount of uh, potential growth that you have in how you react to that negative situation can actually propel you forward more than a positive situation. So I encourage sometimes some of the more negative situations because that's where we really get uncomfortable and we really grow. But mm -hmm. what I would like to talk on in lieu of that is something that I like to call is a pattern interrupt or a, a breaking of the cycle. So when we're first starting to work through those emotions of anger and stress and anxiety, depression, loneliness, um, jealousy, whatever it may be, we get stuck in our fight or flight or our default mode networks in our brain. And so when someone cuts you off in traffic right now, for example, sometimes in some of us, the first response is like to, to act out. Maybe it's honk your horn. Maybe it's fingering them. Maybe it's zooming up behind them. Maybe it's staying where you are and cussing at them. But a lot of people are still in this reactionary state. Something happens that they don't prefer, they don't like. And then they react out of anger, out of jealousy, out of um, insecurity, of whatever it may be. And so what we're doing, as soon as someone cuts you off in traffic, you breathe in and you stop breathing. You go into this fight or flight. Your body's getting prepared to either fight or flee. That's what's happening like inside of your being when, when you're entering this moment of uh, trigger. And so what I've been doing and implementing in all aspects of my life, honestly, this is like the most simple, but most effective thing that I do, whether it's jealousy, angry, stress, feeling overwhelmed with like the team or a business that I'm working on, hmm. stopping and taking a breath before you react. And it sounds really easy, but programming your mind to become aware that you are triggered and we're not perfect. Maybe we still act out on that trigger. Maybe that happens for the first little while, but by taking a breath in and letting that breath out when you start to feel that anxiety come on. And instead of freaking out at the guy in traffic that cut you off, taking a breath in and taking a breath out and then deciding what you want to do. And what you're doing in that moment is you're allowing time and space to slow down and to stretch out instead of instantly just reacting. And we, we come from such a, a society that is so um, instant Reactive. gratification. Yeah. Right. So, which is fine. Instant gratification can be good in a lot of ways. Like it's how we can get our food right here. It's how we can get the internet here and all these things that produce the life that we live in, which we should be so grateful for. But mm -hmm. we need to remember when things that we do not prefer, these more negative things are coming into our field. We don't have to go into that reactionary state super quickly. We can breathe. We can think about it because for me in my life, I had so much stress and anxiety 
and I had, I was a business owner um, and I was dealing with all the stress and anxiety. And I see this across the board, people who are working for themselves, like, you know, maybe they're working a job and they're doing their side hustle, or maybe they're just full-time working and they're doing emails and doing all these things. We don't, make the time to like include these pattern interrupts enough throughout our day. But if we were to stop and really become aware of like what might be draining our energy or throwing us off and just breathe and think about the solution you want to find instead of giving power to the negative um, attachment, Hmm. what that could be. So like, for example, um, in my life, or I could even do, yeah, I can think. (laughs) You know, sometimes we have fear that creeps into our minds um, and it could be about a job. It could be about um, a client. It could be about a meeting. It could be about an interview. The minute that we go into our minds of worry or anxiety about if we're going to do well or we're going to show up for ourselves, if we're going to prove our boss proud or, you know, make our parents proud. As soon as we allow that part to go into the judgment uh, that you're not good enough to actually do it. We need to stop and breathe and, and recenter and refocus knowing that that is an illusion of our mind. That fear is an illusion, but to break that cycle of illusion of fear and insecurity is stress, whatever it may be, you need to make a change in the way you are handling that situation. We cannot make the changes we want in our lives if we are not applying action to make change. And so for me, whenever anything is not preferred, anything negative that might be coming in, I really just focus on taking a breath in that moment. It can be with your eyes closed. It could be with your eyes open. You could be driving. There's no excuses for not being able to take a freaking breath. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, well, I don't want to breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe. It's like, no, just really, you know, in your week this week, I encourage anyone tuning in and for ourselves, the reminder when we notice that we're feeling any form of overwhelmed or anger or jealousy, whatever it may be, fine, let's accept that. But let's breathe first before we react. Because when we react, we are not coming from a solution-based mindset. When we breathe, we are able to process and to more quickly identify a solution to the problem that is at hand instead of making it worse. It's so interesting you mentioned that because actually a few years ago, I wrote an article on Medium about like navigating a hectic life take a breath and like how, how undervalued just taking the moment to stop and breathe is. And over time, you know, I used to think it was just a bunch of BS to be honest. Like mm-hmm. when, when I'd hear people talk about meditating and, and everything, I used to think it was so much BS. And then over time, it's just become more and more important in my life. Like there'd be times where I'm just so exhausted or so, you know, depleted from energy and just, needing to go to, into a reflection room, into a reflection space and just, you know, five minutes of sitting, thinking, breathing, um, just lets it really all out in the healthiest way versus being debilitated pretty much not being able to do anything from some of that overwhelming, um, some of those overwhelming emotions, you know, um, I know you in particular do a lot of, obviously, like, as you mentioned, the breath work, but you meditate a lot, um, now as compared to before, um, what's your process for meditating? You know, do you have a kind of like a strict guidelines that you stay within or or how do you do it? Yeah. So 
meditation has been a beautiful journey for me. Um, for those yeah, tuning in, there's a rise in the, the psychedelic world as well right now. Um, so I want to just presence this for, for myself is that I started doing psychedelic and plant medicines before I had integrated meditation and breathwork and journaling into my life. And mm. um, there's no regret. But if I were to look back and I had to go through a lot of those wormholes and things to to be here. But, you know, before anyone's experiencing with any of these substances that are, you know, starting to come around more and more to, you know, to make sure that your your meditation, your breathing, your journaling, you have a way to be processing information and energy um, before we, we go and really start to explore our minds, make sure mm-hmm. that we have a way to, to get in our minds into a nice calm state. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, just- meditation... What was that? No, I was just going to say, just to clarify for anyone listening in who doesn't know, if this isn't just like magic mushrooms, it's it's very like, if you want to explain what the difference between like, you know, so-called recreational magic mushrooms are versus like psilocybin, um, I think yeah. that would help people listening to understand what you're really talking yeah. about. Okay. I, we're, we're going through a time where they are starting to use psychedelic medicine for mental disease and they're doing a lot of tests around the world for this right now, but it is... We're not talking about, you know, eating a bunch of mushrooms and going to the lake or driving around in your car and kind of use loosely without intention using any type of substance at all. Um, what I'm calling in and bringing awareness to is just high intention, high integrity of whatever you may be doing uh, in your life. And maybe that's smoking cannabis, maybe that's drinking alcohol, if that's what you prefer. But for me, we're really shifting the paradigm of shrooms or magic mushrooms where you're tripping and we're bringing it into the professional setting of a a substance that can really be helping break through um, the default mode network and these fight or flight responses in our brain Um, and the the results that are coming back with alcohol addiction and PTSD and anxiety is, is so powerful but going forward we just must remain to be using integrity and intention and authenticity uh, in all things that we do, because this is something to be respected, not something to be treated um, casually. For sure. And is that is that how um, you kind of, because I'm sure there must have been a turning point when you yeah. had that crippling anxiety. Was that kind of like the start to get you on the path kind of back? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So the mushrooms, I would say mushrooms in a way for me personally, uh, psilocybin mushrooms uh, really saved my life. Um, I was introduced to them when I was in the world that, you know, in, in that more drug world, uh, when I was using drugs as well as, you know, ad, ad, administering that a little bit. Um, and so mushrooms gave me the first like aha moment that I've ever had in my entire life, but it took me another three years to really integrate that. And what really helped me actually with that anxiety was I was a workaholic here, stressed out, married, entrepreneur. I couldn't get out of that world. No matter where I went, I I couldn't seem to get out of that world. Uh, I went traveling for two months, solo mission um, with no technology, no nothing, and just fully reconnected back to myself. That's what really helped with my, my anxiety. And so I went away and I came back and I had, you know, the anxiety had been minimized and the stress had been minimized. And I realized I wanted to make changes in my career and and move and all these things. And I got home, I landed in Vancouver and this is the best part of the story in a beautiful way. And 
my uh, my wife who was picking me up from the airport basically on the spot told me that while I was gone, she decided she didn't love me anymore hmm. um, and told me that she was going to leave me. She just didn't see it, see it working. So that also uh, re-spiked a level of emotion and I sat with that by myself for a week or two and just processed the trip and my old life and how much my life had opened up. And that was like the, the goods for really getting to the bottom of that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Did Do you really feel like, um, cause obviously that trip kind of seemed like a turning point mm-hmm. for you, but then to come back and, and face that as well, you know, after that had happened, did you really feel like, okay, now I'm finally kind of separating almost my new life and my old life or, you know, how do you feel about that entire experience? It, it was probably the only thing that I could have thought about that would have tested me in that powerful of a way to remain present, to remain authentic and to not get trapped in my old way of thinking. Because if I would have come back and, you know, that wouldn't have happened, maybe I would have started to fall back into my old patterns and my old programs. But that gave me an ability to like restart. Like it felt like I restarted my entire life. Like, and three months later, I sold my house. And three months after that, I sold one of my companies and I've been doing this full time. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it was the most painful thing in, in, in those weeks that I could have ever imagined. Like I, I never, ever, ever imagined that that would happen. Truly didn't. And it did. And the, the freedom that I felt through that pain of realizing like, how much of my own empowerment I had truly given out to other people around me, whether that was my wife, my family, people I was working with, you know, we, we really like to give our power out to other people. And that was just a real smack in the face of, yo man, like you got to keep that for you, you know, Mm -hmm. like you keep that, you keep that inside. And, And since then I've been able to turn that power and that, that love and that energy into creation, into this vision, into this brand, uh, into this message and yeah. it's given me the crystal clear focus on where I'm going and it gave me the ability to test every method that I had learned when I was gone because you know in those moments I was breathing man and <laughs> in those moments after I was writing down how I felt and it sounds so simple but like it's what really worked for me you know like mm. spending 30 minutes a day to really you know slow down your mind to process how you feel we don't do that very often yeah um, we don't, we don't stop and slow down. And when we do stop and slow down, we whip out our phones to distract ourselves. Like I'm guilty of this too. Like it's, I know I'm, I'm aware of it. It happens, but we just need that time to process how we're feeling as human beings. Right. So yeah, it was an incredible experience. I, it was hard. That was the hardest thing that, um, leaving and being disconnected and stressed and coming home, feeling so wonderful, super excited to see my wife. Mm-hmm. and having her basically be like hey like i'm i'm not in this anymore mm-hmm. you know because i when i left i was quite unhappy i was quite miserable mm-hmm. i was really struggling like really really struggling and so she couldn't see the new me mm-hmm. uh she was still attached to the old me and like i was able to let it go because like i didn't blame her at that point like i knew where i was at before and i was like you know what if you can't see me for who i am now and you're attached to the old me like i get it <laughs> like, yeah that old self like I, I wasn't a pleasure to be around like I understand that I just wish you could see me for who I am now and she ended up seeing it a couple months later down the road but I was uh 
I was too far down my vision that 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 wasn't what I wanted anymore. Hey there, just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. If you are enjoying what you hear, I would really appreciate it if you could head on over to iTunes for a quick minute, leave a five-star review, and tell us what you like about the show. We want this Bless for Success message to catch fire, and the only way that is possible is with your help and support. Thanks again for tuning in. Now let's get back to the show. Kudos to you for having that type of empathy, you know, having that type of... um mindset to say, Hey, you know, I accept that I wasn't the right person, right. Or I wasn't who I needed to be at the time. Um, but then to be able to transform yourself after that, like, you, like you said, something like that is the ultimate test. You know, you go away, you, you will realign yourself and then you come back to something like that. It's like, okay, this is exactly why I went on that trip or this is exactly when, why I went to have that, you know, eye opening experience. And so that's, you know, this is it. This is, this is where we put, we put it all to the test. And, and, you know, it seems that you did, uh, you know, you were able to pick yourself up um, back after and really move forward, you know, in a steadfast manner. Um, Now, what I'd like to know is you said it was almost like a restart, right? After that moment, it was like a restart for you. At that point, what's the process? Because I'm guessing that correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that when you came back, you weren't like, I know what my crystal clear message is. I know what I want to put out into the world. I know everything I want to do, you know, help me understand what, when you came back, right. And then the turning point immediately after to be able to say, okay, what's next? What do I do next to kind of rebuild my life again? Yeah. (laughs) It's a beautiful question. (laughs) So yeah, painting the picture, it was like leaving chronically sick, chronically ill, body pain, anxiety, stress, uh, a marriage workaholic came back was no longer anxious didn't suffer from like uh the same amount of overwhelmingness that i felt anymore wanted to do less than do more like i was i was way more happy doing less than doing more and i'd always been like uh fulfilled by doing more because i thought i needed to a weird illusion we like to put in our minds that we <laughs> value ourselves more if we do more but that's not true our, our value for me is based on how much you love yourself, not how much you do in the world, how much you love yourself and how much that love makes an impact on those around you. Um, So yeah, I came back. What ended up happening is she didn't want to like move out of the house right away. And we had planned, I'd come back from Thailand and we were supposed to go to Costa Rica the next day for six days (laughs) or like in six days after for our one month year anniversary or our one year anniversary of our, our marriage. And so I looked at her and I was like, Hey, like, are you willing to make this work? Like, let's go to Costa Rica. Let's make this work. And she kind of said, yeah, yeah. Like we can, we can try no point to cancel the trip and everything. Right. So Mm -hmm. we went there. It was okay. in Costa Rica came back. She decided she still wanted to leave. So it's been about a month now after like the original time that I knew um, she didn't want that anymore. And so in those moments, man, I had spent almost all of my money traveling. I hadn't planned to go traveling. I literally booked it last minute, decided Mm -hmm. I needed to go away. Um, My wife was gone. I was in my house by myself with my dog. I had zero motivation to get out of bed, to go to work. I was a contractor at the time doing renovations, uh, working for myself. So 
it wasn't like my boss was calling me, telling me to be at the job site at 7 a.m. It's like, I'm waking up whenever I want, needing to go get these jobs done. I've put out these contracts that I need to fulfill these timelines. Yeah. I remember just waking up, man, and like, I used to wake up when everything was really good and feel like absolute shit, like completely. And I remember waking up in those moments feeling like I didn't have any money, feeling like my wife didn't, the only person I thought loved, that really loved me didn't love me anymore. And I somehow was just able to like lay in my bed till nine o'clock and just feel like bliss and like tune into gratitude. And I was like, man, like I'm so grateful that like I'm alive right now. And I'm so grateful that I have this bed right now. And I'm so grateful that I have a dog and I'm so grateful that like I have a job where I can go to make money. Like I get to go do these things. I don't have to go do these things. Um, And so I started to just implement like how I started living my life from a really like basic level of like enjoyment of my time and like how I spend my time. And um, I've been facilitating certain types of ceremonies um, and I started to at this point as well. So bringing people together, I learned a lot of different modalities in Thailand. So I knew that I wanted to be a leader. I had always known that, you know, when I was playing soccer, I was, I was a leader. And in my business, I primarily was the person in charge um, or, or second in command kind of thing, a leadership type of role. And I was like, man, like, I want to just start sharing this message. Like, mm. I get how dark it was over there. And I would love to share like how beautiful it is when you can connect within because like everything around me right now is way worse than it's ever been. And I feel the best. Like there is something in that. There is yeah. like some truth in that that I want to share to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it took me about a month and a half to fully start to process uh, the, the separation. Um, it was really painful, to be honest, like I would, I would just go up into my meditation room after I somehow managed to get home from work. Uh, I would end up getting out of bed. I'd, I'd get some food. Maybe I wouldn't eat. And I, I would go get the work done, come home, sit in my meditation room, listen to, my, listen to music and cry. Like, and I didn't cry much growing up. I still don't generally cry super, super much. But I just like allowed that energy to process through me of like, I felt feelings of feeling abandoned and, you know, not wanted and not needed and not being able to show up for myself and not valued um, because the person that you think values you the most all of a sudden decides that they don't value you anymore. Like what do you base your value on other than yourself? Right. So it gave me an opportunity to dive deep into my own mind and find my own value and believe in my own value. So It took me about six months to fully transition out of the contracting job. Um, I already had contracts, so I fulfilled the end of those contracts and I did that work. And, um, you know, in those moments, it was really hard because I knew I was going to be facilitating and I had a couple other businesses that I've been co-creating and launching. And uh, I've been holding and facilitating weekly events and workshops and calls and all these things that are now apparent in my life. But the transition was working my contracting job before that, you know, getting in my meditation, getting in a workout or some kind of movement. If it flowed that day, I've been struggling with consistency and movement of a gym. So trying to just at least move my body. Uh, mm-hmm. my days. Mm-hmm. And you're super uh, fit as well. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Instagram. You're super fit as well. Yeah. It, and I'm, I'm working on it more and more. It's just, it's been, that's mostly from the diet that I've been having. And so I'm really implementing, um, you know, some more movement back into my life, which I've been doing here in California, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so 
six months and I, I knew that I was going to be transitioning out of contracting, but it was a real trigger for me. Like I was going to my jobs and like going to a job that you know you're exiting out of. Um, it can be challenging, but I did that for six months working with homeowners and with clients. Yeah. So like sometimes that can be a little bit interesting. And I remember I'd be driving to work, feeling that stress coming back on and I would just breathe and I'd be like, you know what? This is the last couple months of my life where I'm actually going to have this duality where I have the opportunity to be learning from contracting and learning from this client customer engagement and also building my passions on the side. Because after this, it's going to be full-time passion work. Mm-hmm. That duality might not exist or it's going to exist in a different way. So like, why am I trying to brush this uh, duality of working these two different things away? Like, it's a challenge for me, like embrace that challenge. And that's like the message that's really clear for me is like, embrace the challenges that life is giving you because it's giving you a challenge so you can learn and grow from it. It's not giving you this challenge to smack you down, right? It just depends on what state of mind or perspective you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. But um, so yeah, in I did that. I had started another um, kind of like nootropic company that started to pick up some momentum on the side. I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. I had some incredible people come into my life um, that really gave me support. Like I would call them an angel or I, like not in like the Christian or the Catholic way, but someone who just was sent to me that came up to support me at the most divine time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of those people was my business partner who knew that I was doing my meditations and knew I was into my spirituality, but he came in like kind of like a Gary V type of guy in my life yeah. with a lot of love. I was like, Hey bro, like I know you work hard. I know you have a good message, but like now it's time to really get to work and, you know, started to help suggest to me, you know, how I did business and how I structured my time um and some apps to use and some software to use that really starts to optimize your time and that led me down a complete path uh, i had been facilitating um ceremony so for me when i say facilitation that means leading or guiding people through breath work meditation um movement it could be form like kind of like yoga but you're moving your body sound healing uh human interaction bunch of different things that i like to play with and I just felt the call like maybe four months ago that between the business and between the coaching that I was already doing with people that were coming to my house, um, that I needed to extract my story. I needed to extract this message and really start to share this uh, with the world. And so I sold my house. I I got rid of the company, let it dissolve. Mm -hmm. I sold some other assets. And for the first time in my life, instead of being identified with having a mortgage and having hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank and having a consistent monthly revenue, like coming back with contracts and guaranteed things, I basically just like jumped off the top of the mountain with no wings. And I've been uh, allowing those wings to grow with trust until I get too close to the ground, you know? And so I've just put it all into this, man. Like, Uh, it's been a journey. It's been years and years and years, but the last year has literally been powerful decision. And I base all of those decisions on whatever like is most authentic to me and like how that makes me feel. And, you know, living the way I do right now makes me feel better and healthier and happier than anything else I could have like ever even begin to imagine. And I can share that with people 
and you know help them move through their blockages or their limitations or their fear of why that isn't possible for them um i can do that with one person a month or one person in my whole life like i'm 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 honored because i'm doing what makes me the happiest and if i can instill that in others then like i'm good <laughs> i love that you've completely you know found found the passion that you really care about found a purpose that you really care about and essentially made a full you know 180 um completely fix, flip the script of your life flip the narrative that you had or that had been created for your life mm -hmm. before and you know we're able to push back past your own blockages and um one thing that you said that i'm still trying to learn how to do how to do because i don't really understand it which is you know you felt that you were maybe abandoned um you know you felt that you were alone but you learned to love yourself right mm -hmm. and in some ways i think that i do but then when i think of like the word love like it's very powerful and you think about how you love your parents or how you might love your significant others and you're like do i really love myself that way like if all of those people were to leave my life would i be okay just with by myself um and that's something that i still try to work on and try to figure out what that really means you know do you have kind of like a form like how did you go about getting to the point where okay you know all of a sudden you can say okay all right i love myself um i would say to keep it super real loving yourself is like a journey and a commitment that you need to make when you wake up every morning and when you go to bed every night mm -hmm. um we so easily give all of our love to the people in our lives around us and we treat everyone else for the most part way better than we would ever treat ourselves um, i do a practice in one of my sessions that goes through this these are some of the breakthroughs that people have they, they speak out the negative voice inside of their mind and they're like they hear someone else doing it to someone and they're like oh my god like i would have never said that and i was like yeah but that's what you just said in your own mind to yourself and right they're like oh and so for me man Loving myself looks like being able to know what I need to do in each moment to make sure that I'm feeling whole and make sure that I'm feeling well. So like, for example, you're hungry, okay? Um, you know you have an interview later. You know you have an assignment to get done. You know you have to go to work. You have the option between eating some fast food or or eating a meal whatever that meal may be that is going to give you more fuel okay so like what would be the best decision on loving yourself in that moment the fuel the fuel yeah. right and so that doesn't mean that like when it's friday night and maybe you've taken a puff of a joint and you want like you want to eat pizza with your girlfriend or with your buddy and you're like tune in and you're like okay like asking yourself the question, like, Hey, what do I actually like? What is, what do I want right now? And you're the voice, the voice is like, Oh, you know what? You haven't had pizza in like two weeks. You would love to eat some pizza right now. <laughs> and then the other voice is like, Oh no, no, go, go eat another salad. And you're like, no, 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 no. I want to eat some pizza right now. And going and eating that pizza and knowing that because you're doing it because you really want to do it, um, that that's what's authentic to you in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so but applying that to more things in your life, like, let's say you have 10 people in a room and you're deciding where you're, you're going to go for the evening. And you know, one person wants to go to the shooting range and one person wants to go to the bar. Okay. So you're getting pulled in each direction. 
if you just take a, a moment and stop and say, what do I really want to do? Like, what would make me the happiest in this moment right now? Like, well, I've been trying to not drink more and I've been wanting to go to the shooting range for a while. You know, it's something I've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's time to, instead of giving into the peer pressure of the guys being like, oh, come on, man, let's go to the bar. They're like, yo, I actually really want to go do this thing. That would make me more happy. It would make me happier in this moment. So for loving myself, yes, it comes down to, you know, eating healthy food. Uh, maybe that come, it, it goes into the water that you're drinking to, to support the vessel of, of your body. It's crucial to be meditating. It's crucial to be doing breath work. It's crucial to, to be absorbing information, whether it's through a podcast or through a book. Uh, a coach, a program, whatever it is on what aligns with you for your own personal development is like really key to be implementing into your life. But outside of those generalized ways on how we love ourselves, we start to really break down the loving ourselves. It comes down into what you want to be doing in these moments and being able to speak your truth, speak that into existence. So it means that if you're in a group of people and there's someone that is, you know, really making you feel uncomfortable or making like your girlfriend feel uncomfortable or something like that. You being like, Hey man, like I'd really appreciate it if you, if you left us alone and if he doesn't want to leave you alone, maybe, maybe exiting that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. That's loving yourself because you're not self-sacrificing your time to be somewhere where you know you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like deep self-love. Beautiful. You're doing the things that genuinely make you happy and taking the time to not please others, but make sure that you have, you're aligned with your own values and, and your own purpose and your own happiness. I love that, man. Exactly. Um, and there's yeah. tools like the medita- meditation, self-love and eating healthy self-love, but breaking it down into like, what, what do I want to, what do I want to do right now? What makes me feel good? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and doing so that's to me is self-love and like, it looks different every day. Mm-hmm. Self-love can look so different every day, you know? And that's, that's what being blessed is all about. You know, that's, uh, that's part of the reason why I started this podcast, you know, getting to people to the point where they can truly love themselves. And for me personally, you know, get to a point where I can 1000% say that as well. You know, um, it's been an amazing episode. You gave, you dropped so many value bombs and, um, I hope people can really take the time afterwards to reflect on their lives. If they need to make any changes, if they are aligned with their purpose, their vision, their values. Um, the, the way I'd like to cap it off as I always do is, you know, at this point in time, what, how do you define success and what do you define success as moving forward? Beautiful question, man. And this is what I've been asking my clients before they come to work with me. Once they decide they want to work with me, this is what I ask them because uh, it's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, success, fulfillment, happiness used to look to me like external things that I was buying or doing or trying to show everyone else um, what I had um, in the way of materialistic things. And now my definition of success is being able to fully love myself, to be able to have the freedom and space where I can do what I'm needing in that moment, but it is no longer based in like external validation. So I, 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 and I have the freedom to travel. That doesn't mean I'm taking a private jet and staying in the most exclusive hotel <laughs> in the entire world, right? Like my definition of that success and fulfillment is being able to go where I need to go and do what I need to do when I need to do it. 
Um, my definition of success is being able to like call this connecting with someone else, um, a form of work, a form of expression, a form of like what I get to do in my day. Like that to me is success, man. Um, success is fully being present in each moment so that you are able to enjoy the totality that moment has to offer you and being able to slow your mind down enough to drop into that zone of consciousness that allows you to break out of the human narrative of attachment and separation and actually start to feel more full and more complete. And all of the things it takes to get to that point um, are, are my version of success. And that is just living in the flow of life and allowing myself to, to go where I need to go, but then also applying, you know, structure to that. Um, and, you know, success for me is the merging of spirituality and science. It's the uh, merge of co-creation and entrepreneurship where people come together and co-create ideas and um, businesses and content in which we share that our version of success is doing whatever is most authentic to ourselves in that moment. So, yeah. Wow. I can, I can tell you're super connected to life, you know, to, to the energy that's around us. Um, we talked about this before, you know, positive energy or the energy that exists in, in the universe is something that, you know, genuinely I feel like you can be connected to. And something that you showcased throughout this discussion is that you most definitely are, you know, connected to life, connected to your purpose, connected to your passion, and obviously connected to your definition of success and what success would be for you moving forward. So, appreciate the transparency here today appreciate you know all the advice and you know all the lessons that you dropped today where can my audience find you find you learn more about you um on social media yeah man i just want to say again thank you for having me on and uh you asked in beautiful questions uh <laughs> i really you created a really nice flow and um like guy guy just got some goosebumps you know thinking that and so i really want to commend you on the way that you articulated yourself and were able to direct in a really nice way i appreciate you for that thank uh, you so, yeah i appreciate that and yeah so jeremyjhoffman.com www.jeremyjhoffman uh there's two like h o f f m a n n uh same on instagram as well jeremyjhoffman uh, the inter the YouTube is getting integrated into that right now. I've been really focusing on Instagram as a method, um, working into the LinkedIn space, just taking it as it comes. So I don't, you know, continue to take on more than is needed, but mm -hmm. yeah, www.jeremyjhoffman and on Instagram, man, I'm sharing a piece of content pretty much every single day, whether it's a, a caption or a story or an actual, um, video production that I'm putting out there and I'm just really focused on sharing whatever comes through for me so that, um, you know, we can all continue to learn the lessons that are truly all around us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes, Jeremy, I got to be honest with you, you know, before jumping into this interview, I was actually myself just in a, in a state of low energy, um, in a state of like, just like, that's why I was telling you, I went to get, go get breakfast before. just wanted to be in a state of presence for this interview because I knew it was going to be incredible. And just throughout the interview, as we went more and more, I just kept on feeling more kind of connected. Now I have wheels turning in my head just about my purpose, my vision, my story, and um, definitely helped me myself um, 
in, in throughout this conversation. So everything that you said, and um, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I hope that we can, you know, link up in person sometime and, and chat. But again, thank you so much for coming on the Blessed for Success podcast today. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Pleasure.